Welcome to From the Back Tees, a podcast where we tee it up from the back every week. Welcome to the From the Back Tees podcast. Today is Monday, August 17th, and I'm coming at you live from Banff. And Reed's coming at you fresh off a 15th place finish at the Wyndham Championship. We're just going to provide the update, the leaderboard update. It's uh, the OG group this week. I know uh, Nolan has a little breaking news from the podcast. Yeah, thanks, Zach. Um, we are proud to partner with our friends at Legend, uh, LGND. They are a nootropic sports drink. Uh, if you haven't, haven't heard of nootropics before, it's like, Think of like an energy drink or a sports drink, but for your brain, for your noggin, man. It's like packed with vitamins. It's got energy. Um, whether you're, you know, whether you're at a long day on the golf course or a long day at the office, legend, baby. They'll fit your needs. Um, it's got, they got two different flavors out right now. Um, I've got with me uh, the spicy ginger flavor. So check them out. We're going to be uh, doing some partnering with them. Um, it's going to be a good ride. And Reed, are you a big uh, energy drink guy? I feel like you no, are. No, but I was just going to go into, uh, like, around hole nine, ten, maybe every round, I make a uh, sports drink. So maybe, maybe that's my new thing. Maybe we're, maybe we're going to have that on the golf course instead. Oh, yes. Then you'll uh, – well, you've had some good finishes. We're, we'll, we'll get right into it this week. Another solid finish for you and your boy, Hubs. 15th place. I feel like it is just – Solid finish after solid finish. Yeah, um, obviously we won a little more last week, being the position we were in, but uh, you know, got stuck in a couple of tough situations and um, kind of cost us a couple of shots. But all in all, uh, played pretty well throughout the week. Uh, shot twenty nine on the back nine on Saturday to kind of get get us back in the hunt of things. And uh, I don't know if I've ever seen a hotter putter in my life than that those nine holes. With his mini putter. Everyone with his mini putter. putter. Everyone yeah. loves the mini putter. I love it. That got some attention. The, I saw someone, I can't remember, it was a tweet. I, don't, I think it may have been Ryan Laverne or something. Or he said something like when he went driver and then driver off the deck at the par five and then yeah. child's putter. For yeah, eating. yeah. <laughs> well, what it is, is, is I think it's actually, I think it's 30. Four. I mean, it might be 33. I think it's 33, but it doesn't matter. His arms are just so long. So, you know, he doesn't need, you know, just like people get their iron shafts lengthened, their driver shafts lengthened. He needs a shorter putter because his arms hang longer to the ground. Yeah. Uh, that, that's, so it's just, I mean, long torso, whatever. But uh, yeah, it is funny. It does get attention. I love it. I, I love hearing some of the stuff. You know, yeah, Hubs has been like, uh, I feel like he's been on PGA Tour's Twitter account like each of the last several weeks now with some video. What what was the uh, thought process going driver-driver? Because you know me, I'm like a go-for-it-every-shot kind of guy. Yeah, well, I think we had like 245 or so into the wind. Um, back pin, it was playing soft. Maybe it might have been a little longer than that, to be honest with you. And, and uh it was just a perfect, the wind was kind of in and, you know, and just touch off the right and it kind of drive right off the deck tends to bleed just a little bit and it kind of held against the wind. It just fit the shot purpose, man. It was, uh, he had a crisp and he started walking it down trying to see where it was because it was on such a good line. But, 
you know, because it was kind of a blind second shot, if you will. But uh, he loves to drive off deck. And sometimes even off the tee, we'll tee it real low to the ground. Or if it's firm, it'll throw right on the turf, too. Wow. Wow. We may need to start, like, making waves that Hubs might be the best driver of the, off the deck. Well, maybe, Bubba. <sighs> I don't know, man. It's pretty, he's pretty damn consistent with it. The driver off the deck is absolutely terrifying for me. <laughs> I don't know. I've, like, tried it a couple times on the range. And, man... <laughs> I feel like I'm going to either snap my head clean off or just thin it like insanely bad and just slice it, you know, four yards to the right. So it's impressive. Well, a lot of it comes with I me. Mean, if we're going to go into logistics, a lot of it comes with like attack angle. If you hit down really hard, it's going to be hard to hit driver off the deck because it, yeah, it's got to be more of a sweeping motion. You got to know how to do that because, you know, if you hit driver off the deck and you're digging turf for the driver, that ball is going to go forever, right? Or or a top left, so one of the two. But but uh, it's it's tough, man. It's a tough shot to learn. But if you have it in the bag, it's uh, it's definitely a shot that you can use to your advantage at times. Yeah, and then another guy. Well, the big story of the week was uh, Jim Herman taking the W. First of all, I had no idea the guy has three wins on the PGA Tour. He just like comes out of nowhere every five years and wins one. He also yeah, we, he has, we like, played with him on Sunday. Yeah, he played on Sunday, dude. And he he on the weekend. Uh, I, I don't even remember what it was. It was some an un, ungodly amount of feet of putts he made. Well, he went sixty-one or sixty-one, sixty-three to right. win it. Tough to be one twenty-four on the weekend, man. I don't care if you just made the cut or not. One twenty-four on the weekend is nuts. Yeah, he also putts like hubs a little bit, does he not? I feel like he gets yeah. low. Yeah, he gets pretty low to the ground, and then yeah, but. Yeah, he, he's a good, good putter. I mean, every every putt that that putt, that eagle putt they kept showing on uh, on five. I was he hit, he hit the putt, and I was walking around to go read Mark's putt from the backside. And dude, it was funny because they just kept tracking, tracking, and tracking. I just kept looking at it, going, "Oh my god, that's going in, dude!" And it went in like a. I mean, you could it couldn't have gone in any more perfect. Yeah. Crazy. That that I think is what sets the tour players apart. Like, or one of the things that sets them apart the most. These sixty foot putts, I would never get it within like five feet. And I feel like most people that would be like a big success. They like not consistently make them, but like they consistently will have them get very close. Right. I'm like, no, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, if they're <laughs> if they're missing it, they're like burning the edge and rolling it a couple of feet by or something like that. But. Yeah, Jim, Jim and Herman her, holding it down with Tiger Woods as the only 40-plus-year-olds winning on tour this year. So, Do you know really? how – I didn't realize that. Do you know how he was feeling after it ended? Like if they thought they had a chance to win it or they were confident they were going to win it? There were scoreboards throughout the golf course, so I think they knew where they were at. Um, on 18, he actually had probably a 12-15 footer for Bernie to go up by two to basically because uh, at that point Horschel's on 18 to basically make it where Horschel had the hole out and this putty hit I don't know how it didn't turn into the hole but Horschel had a pretty good look to tie it though yeah did you see the video of Herman drinking the water Stressing no it. he went to uh, take a sip of his water as Horschel was putting and he was obviously like shitting bricks at the moment and he forgot to take the lid off incredible seriously <laughs> yeah it was like the uh, David Stern NBA video where he uh, – I mean, can you blame the guy? He's sweating a PGA Tour win. It's, there's nothing, nothing like it in the golf world. Yeah. 
And uh, do, do you know where you guys stand now in the FedEx Cup? You were right. You came in 43rd. I don't know why it was so delayed what I had. But I think we moved up one spot, yeah? Maybe 42? I think you're right. Yeah, I, I think you guys might be one behind, like, Cam Champ or something. Everyone's so close between, like, 42 and 30. So. Right. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're a good finish away from getting inside of that top 30. Really. I mean, those ne- these next two weeks, that's our big goal, obviously. Um, going to be tough. Not, not that we can't do it. You know, I, I want us to do it. I think we will do it and whatnot, but uh, the best in the world are playing now. Every one of them. Yeah. Crazy season, though, altogether. Like, uh, rookie season, debating making it to the Tour Championship. Can't ask for much more. Right. Right. So, but yeah, it's, uh, you know, we got two weeks of work to do. and It's not over yet, so. Yeah, so where are you at right now? Tell the uh, listeners. We're uh, just outside of uh, Foxborough, which is just outside of Boston, a little town called Norton. Um, well, that's where the golf course is, TPC Boston. Um, getting ready for the uh, first playoff event here. Uh, after this, we head to Chicago and then hopefully down to Atlanta for the Tour Championship. Yeah. I don't know if we lost Nolan. Did we lose Nolan? I'm back. I think I was losing audio there for a while. But, yeah, you guys are looking good to stay – in the top 70 for sure. So um, just got to, you know, have a solid week here. This this week we do have a cut, so that'll be big right. um, to make that cut. But, yeah, the BMW doesn't have a cut. So it's going to be good. Cut of the year. Yeah, this is the last cut of the year, isn't it? Yeah. So do, do you guys know your plan after this tur- – like after the playoffs, how much time are you guys going to take off? Well, I mean – Right after Atlanta, the season restarts again in uh, Napa. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of it depends on are we going to get in the U.S. Open? Are we not going to get in the U.S. Open? What's our schedule going to look like for the fall? Um, I know there's been talk about the Asia events moving to uh, Las Vegas um, for this year. Uh, I heard also possibly Sherwood Country Club to take over the, uh, you know, the two big tournaments they have over there. Um, so a lot of it's going to depend on what we get into and a lot of, I mean, I hate to say it, but if we get to the tour championship and I hope we do, that'll take care of a lot of it. I mean, that'll take care of, we'll be able to pretty much say we want to play in this and that and this and that. Do you, do you know what has to go down to get invited to the U.S. Open? It's so weird. I, the, the qualifications are so different this year that like, it's like top three in certain tournaments and I honestly... Couldn't even tell you. I just go do my same routine and pick up the bag and, you know, go through the routine and hit golf shots and do as best we can. You know, uh, you know, I'm sure it'll be discussed this week and a couple coming weeks, but uh, typical year, it's, you know, you know what you're looking for, but this year it's so different with who gets in and how people are getting in and this and that all because of the coronavirus and the restructure. Yeah. One thing I noticed at the Wyndham is, uh, um, Mark, our last guest, uh, Angriano, had had picked. I think it was for PGA. It was for the PGA. He said his sleeper was is it Doc Redman, and I saw Doc Redman's name up there, and I was like, "Wow, Mark, Mark, yeah. knew, Mark knew his guy." He's, yeah, he said yeah. Doc Redman, and uh, who who's the actual guy he picked? Uh, Kurt Kitayama. Um, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. He does. He was on TV for a while, and I just kept seeing him blast the ball, and I'm like, ah, Mark knew what he was talking about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he hits a big ball. 
yeah, talking about guests on our show, I think, I think we're going to have to add this as a new segment I just thought of where we give a quick recap of how a bunch of uh, the people who have come on the show have done recently. So on the Corn Ferry Tour, we have five horses who are running in the race. Top finisher of people we know, our guy Colby Norman, his golfer yeah. Jimmy Snanger, sixth place finish this week after six under on Sunday. Taylor Pendrith, our Canadian guy, 11, uh, tied for 11, along with uh, Sig, who's uh, Colton Heisey's, Grace and Sig. You know Colton, of course, friend of yours. Absolutely, yep. They had an 11th place finish. Jared Wolf had a 23rd place finish, and Jonathan Randolph, 29th place finish. Five for five making the cut. Big time. Wow, that's pretty impressive. From the back, he's just turning it around. <laughs> that's Everyone's right. making cuts left, right, and center. We are going to start taking commission. <laughs> yeah, it'll be interesting. What kind of commission are you thinking, Zach? <laughs> I, I think reasonable. Like, well, more than the caddies, that's for sure. We're doing more here. We just keep <laughs> preaching it. What do you think, like double? At least. I think maybe we might even take like 25% here. And maybe like, <laughs> maybe like how they do it in hockey in Finland. Like when you go, they give us a car as well. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> Yeah, you yeah. should become a comedian, Zach. Yeah, I've thought about it. Stand-up comedian could be my thing. I see Zach as like the guy using the puppets. <laughs> the ventriloquist or just What's a straight-up puppet? What's that guy's no, name? Just, uh, Terry Dunham? Fader. No, Jeff Dunham, too, yeah. Yeah. Jeff Dunham, yeah. You know, I like to think that I would be a very good comedian. No, maybe not. Do you see? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the fact the fact that you uh, don't remember sending me a Snapchat last night is fire in hell. There's still controversy over whether I sent Snapchat or not. This is uh, very debatable stuff. We now have a Snapchat group between us, so now at least uh, we'll have proof if anything goes down in the yes. future. But it's a clean slate from this point forward. Hey, uh, what, what's the? Uh... The over-under on the, the uh, sushi rolls tonight. <laughs> oh, okay. First of all, to give the listeners context, Reed told us he was going to get sushi and then sent a Snapchat of his appetizers for sushi, and there was like 30 <laughs> and I'm not exaggerating. And before that, he sets his over-under at six rolls. Six. <laughs> hey, to be fair, I woke up, and I, have, I hadn't had anything to eat all day. I traveled, went to get tested. And then all this, so I didn't buy enough having five rolls, one miso soup, and two Sapporos. So just that. <laughs> How does one consume this much food? Did you go for dinner with anyone, or it was just you? No, 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 just me. I went into town. I read these reviews on this place. It was incredible. It was so good. Oh, wow. Big sushi guy, huh? Love it. Mm. Is that your favorite probably, food? Probably my favorite food. Interesting. No one yours. Favorite, my, favorite food, my favorite food is definitely not sushi, man. I I uh I don't know, I got a weak stomach for that kind of stuff, but oh gosh. I love some Italian. I love some oh, I don't know. I I love a lot of things. Yeah, I'd go Italian too. You can't go wrong with Italian. Yeah. Italian's good. Well it's, it's so it's so varied, you know? Yeah. You know what I'm really feeling right now? Some pad thai, though. So I don't oh, thai food's good. <laughs> thai Express? That's the only pad thai I know. Do you, you guys have thai express? I actually don't even know of, like, many 
chain pad tied places. I, I just kind of know some like small ones that are everywhere. They're around. all privately owned. Yeah. Let me tell you though, I'm, the Banff scene right now is like living. Yeah. They still got the mask going on, but like it is very busy here, shockingly. No, I believe it. This is your first time over in the Western. I've been to BC before to go skiing, but I've never been to Banff. It was shockingly, okay. but beautiful. What stuff. else is on the What else is on the itinerary, Zach? The itinerary, you know, uh, Jasper tomorrow. Then Where the hell is that? To, uh, Vancouver and Whistler. Well, where's Jasper? Jasper's like I'm terrible at geography. This is not fair. It's like <laughs> a, a couple hours away from Banff, and I'm not even giving it that direction to embarrass myself. <laughs> well, no, no, we, we, need, we need a guest now, northeast, south, or west. And we're not, we're not, we're not even going to deal with the, the quarter so you know, the southwesterlies in the north. Just northeast, south, or west, Zach. Where is it? Where's Jasper? He doesn't even know. No, I'm guessing. It's literally 25%. My father will kill me if he listens to this. He gets so upset that I don't know geography. So you're saying north? North. All right. No, hey, uh, Nolan, can you double check that real quick? North of Banff? I feel like, well, Vancouver is obviously south, right? Yeah, but he's talking Jasper. Like, yeah. I'll, I'll check it while, uh, while we talk about something else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I am, like, very confident. But, you know, it's just uh, a couple weeks more of uh, traveling before I'm back to school. So, got to make the most of it. When does school start? When does it start, Zach? September 2nd. Coming up and fast. All online or what? What? All online? No, in person. Because I have a really small school, so we're only like 20 in our year. That's why. I got a house with four buddies, so if any of you guys want to uh, head to Toronto, Jaeger bombs on me. Jaeger bombs on you. What, uh, they're requiring masks to go to class? Yeah. Which is like super weird. Darth, we're like, Darth Vader mask or something. Something badass. <laughs> Imagine I show up with this, like, uh, I've seen a bunch of, like, office masks or, like, like hockey players' mouths, like, with no teeth. Yeah. Someone's for sure going to have that. But the mask is, like, a wild move at my school because, like, I'm living with three people from my school, and that's, like, 25% of our class. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard of a school so small. Yeah, no, it's, it's very small. Interesting. Well, we also have waste. This school is like really small, but in general, Canada's schools are way smaller than American schools. Right. Like my university was the second biggest in Montreal, and it was like 20,000 people. I, I lost like. you guys for a second there, but Zach, you are correct. Jasper is right. north of Banff. I knew it. I was, I was sure. <laughs> Mr. Penser, you do have a, well, I won't call it smart geography, son, but uh, at least you can reason with direction. Yeah, no, I knew, I knew it from the start. Where did you fly you into? Uh, we flew into Calgary. Okay. Yeah. No, but I knew it from the start. It was obvious. Completely <laughs> um, obvious. Back to golf. Nolan, there's some uh, exciting news with your uh, favorite golfer. Some exciting news? Oh, yes. Um, I like was... I to, that you forgot about the exciting I hope news you're that talking you about... told me about. Mr. Eldrick Tiger Taunt Woods. Um, he was spotted today. 
prepping for the U.S. Open, baby. He has got one thing on the mind, and that's winning majors and catching Jack. And him and JT were seen in a practice round today at Wingfoot, which uh, Reed can attest to is very close. See why they're double dipping. Um, so, yeah, the guy is in full – full-on mode i think his i think his uh he was it was a little rusty at the pga for sure he his short game wasn't really there his putting obviously was a, a big problem but i think he's going to get it dialed in we'll see how he can do in the playoffs and then see how he can do at the u.s open so i'm super excited um that's that's a good sight to see him already thinking about the u.s open in my mind yeah oh, it means Feeling a little better if you can already start prepping for it. Yeah. 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 And in, uh, in other Tiger Woods news, he was also spotted. I mean, this is all great news right here. He was also yeah, people um, are seeing him because the past yeah, the past weekend he was caddying for his son Charlie, um, hauling the bag around there. I mean, come on, you can't haul around a bag with a bad back. So, I mean, a kid's bag is four inches tall and has four <laughs> clubs in it. Hey, hey now hey he now. won too i thought you were gonna bring that up yeah charlie charlie won by five shots what a dude oh, really how old is he now he's got to be like 10 do you think you would just like spank him nolan maybe nine i don't know i i depends what tees we're playing i don't know how far he hits it but you I, play he the same as him same tees as him actually if we're playing like shorter tees he could probably beat me for sure <laughs> yeah, he I would not smoke me. I mean, he shot he shot three under in nine <laughs> nine holes. I don't know what the length is, but if I'm not able to drive the par fours and with my driver, then it's really not that much of an advantage. So it's true. Yeah. What What do we think? Is uh Is he going to become a pro golfer? Is he going to make it? I don't know. That's a good question, there, Zach. I know he's really into soccer too. Um, There's no way Tiger Woods' son becomes a pro soccer player. <laughs> There's no, absolutely no chance. No chance. But Wayne Gretzky's son tried to become a professional baseball player, and that was like a complete disgrace. Wait, I thought Wayne Gretzky only had a daughter. <laughs> no, he only has a daughter. He only has one sibling we care about, and that's yeah. his daughter. <laughs> sibling, a sibling, or uh... a, a <laughs> child. <laughs> um, that. I was going to get into um, – I, I can get into it right now, Zach, because that leads me to my, um, my segment of the week, uh, my Tiger Woods fact here. Um, it's a nice little segue. So, yes, we were talking about young Charlie Woods. Why not talk about young Tiger Woods? When he um, – guess let's, let's make this a question. How about – how old how old do you guys think Tiger Woods was when he broke 80 and when he broke 70? Gee. And it's playing from like the kids tees when you have to do that or is it playing from like the whites? You know what? I don't that's a great question. No, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say he broke 70 at 9 years old. Okay. And I'm going to say 80 at 6 years old. Okay. I'm going to say I think there's no way you could break 70 at nine years old, but like it's Tiger, so who knows? I'll say 70 at 11 and 80 at nine. You both are very close, so 
I applaud you. Um, neither of you were spot on, however. But Tiger Woods broke 80 when he was 8 years old and 70 when he was 12. I was closer on both. <laughs> Facts. <Thank> you, <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's good. If you said 9 to break, like, 70, I'd be like, that's impossible. It's Tiger Woods, dude. I know. But he's, it, probably, I, he's probably playing from the back tees, let's be real. That's what I was thinking. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm just going to say that. I feel like to officially, like, break 70, it has to be from the tips. Yeah. From the back tees. From yeah. the back tees. All right. Darn right. Well, that goes with my segment. I don't know if you guys have yours prepped and ready. But. I do. I do. I got, I got my, uh, my, my trivia here. It's from the Boston area, but it's more of sports trivia. And I got three of them for you. Oh. I like this. Reed gets so giddy with the trivia. Because I love it, dude. I, dude. I'll be sitting at dinner, and I'll just start asking trivia questions. I love, I love trivia. <laughs> How tall is the green monster at Fenway? Ooh. Um, 64 feet. 64 feet? Uh, wow, I feel like that's really close. Dang. Um, be really far off. I'm going to say... I'm going to say 77 feet. You guys aren't even close. Per internet, when I typed in, it's 37 feet, 2 inches tall. Okay, yeah, I, feel, say, I, I did feel like we were overshooting it. Yeah. Uh, think, about, think about 70 feet. That's a 70 feet. Yeah, exactly. 70 feet is impossible to hit it over. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, man, we're so stupid. And this next one's a uh, two-part question, kind of. Speaking of Tom Brady, since I am in the Boston area, I know he's not in Boston anymore, but he's a Boston legend here. How many targets has he thrown touchdowns to in the regular season? Oh, I feel like I've seen this somewhere. So like how many different receivers? Correct, throughout his in, career. In his career? Mm-hmm. I'm going to make an educated guess because I know around what Drew Brees is at, and I feel like it's somewhat similar, and say 77. <laughs> is that spot on? That was a face of holy crap, Zach! You're really close. Seventy-seven targets for five hundred and forty-one touchdowns. Wait, I'm right. Spot what? on. I am crushing That's... this trivia. That is see, the highest. I meant, I meant that for. See, I said seventy-seven feet for the. Yeah, I, I am marking this down on my phone to never forget this moment. One more. How many targets in the postseason as you throw in touchdowns too? I'll go first this time since um, Zach took it, took away my glory because I was definitely going to say 77. Uh, <laughs> that was pretty impressive, Zach. I would I'll my say life. 29. I will say 14. 28. Oh! <laughs> wow. Yeah. 28 targets for 73 touchdowns in the postseason. We had to get some redemption off of that Green Monster question. <laughs> that was pretty impressive. <laughs> yeah. The, Tom Brady, it's like – it's pretty crazy. I was thinking with all the stuff with Pat Mahomes, you know, he signed this contract. For Mahomes to be as good as Tom Brady, he would have to, like, be worth his contract twice, basically. What – but not even that. What what do you guys think it would take for someone to be looked at greater than Tom Brady in the quarterback position? Like you'd have you, to win like you'd have to win at least five. But I don't even think that does it because Tom Brady has done it with like receivers that no one's even heard of sometimes. 
yeah, true. Uh, that's hate true. him, hate him or not, dude. The guy, the guy just, and I think part of it's Belichick too, and you know, people don't like him or whatever. And I, I each their own, but uh, you can't deny the talent, man. I know you can go back to the scandal and bullshit, but I mean, yeah, let's be right. that. That's exactly. <laughs> but uh, no, that's it's true. It's a very good point. It's like crazy how dominant he was. I'm like a huge Saints fan, and. Maybe like five years ago, I used to be like, maybe you could say Breeze is better. I'd be like Homer and be like, oh, you could say Breeze is better. Like, he's been on worse teams. Like, at this point, nobody argues that Brady isn't the best. Ever. Yeah. It's like uh, one of the only athletes in a sport where it's just like very clear he's the best. Yeah. Similar to golf, eh? Uh, I do have something that I was kind of pondering today. Uh, I like to get your guys' thoughts on it. Mm-hmm. What sport easiest transitions to golf? Like, what athletes are the best golfers? Oh, I actually, I, I think, think I did. I either did a piece on this on our website a while back, or it's a long lost draft still <laughs> sitting in there. <laughs> but I think what I saw was a lot of hockey players and then a lot of MLB pitchers. We're pretty dang good at golf. That's what I was going to say. It's hard to know. It's almost like hockey. Hockey's the obvious answer. I think the best golfers from other sports are hockey players, but it's also because it's like part of hockey's culture that they just play so much golf. And it's kind of the same motion in a sense. Yeah. Like you're going down instead of across. Yeah, that's but like you watch like Alex Ovechkin play golf and he just can't play. Have you ever seen Alex Ovechkin as a hole in one though and he just like can't hit the ball? Oh, of course. Seriously? But, but there's a great video of him that was always on, like, the TSN highlights of him. Oh! And he goes, in the hole-in-one. He's like, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we we got to go back. We got to backtrack real quick. It's something that I completely forgot about. What about Siwoo Kim on Saturday? I was going to say that. He should have had two holes in one. Makes an ace and then on 12 steps up and the ball, like, I don't know how it didn't go in. I don't know how that didn't go in, yeah. That's his reaction on the first one was priceless. Like you, you, that, that green sat up kind of high, so you couldn't really see it in some spots. Yeah. And then he had no idea it went in. Yeah, that what crazy. that was so weird. No one, no one in the group even reacted. That was the that was the more like wonderful part about that is like he just like went over and like high fived his caddy or something. <laughs> they never yeah. react. Pro golfers are the worst at acknowledging hole in ones. There needs to be way better celebrations. It's what should they do, Zach? Well, what what would be the That's best? That's what I was gonna say. Holders? Has Hubs had a hole in one when you've been caddying for him? Uh, we've had one. And did what? You That's cool. Did you we celebrate? Couldn't see it. We couldn't see it go in. We, the uh, there were some people behind the green that that uh, made some noise, but we we couldn't see it go in our, going ourselves. And what did you do once you knew it went in? You probably let me reenact it. You probably went like this. Oh, it went in, and you're like, <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> We, we did get we, – we gave a big high five, but uh, that was about it. I still have the ball in my room at home. You were probably more stoked when you hold out at, from the bunker. Oh, no no doubt. Dude. That, that was three <laughs> times the golf shot. Yeah. Yes, but you need to have a proper celebration. First of all, you're going to be on TV, Reed, which is where we're trying to grow your brand. Remember that? <laughs> Do you forget what the neon outfit? What, all right, then, Zach. Tell me, next, next hole in one, and if it happens this week, I'll do it. What's my celebration? Shirt's got to come hole on. In one. No, because you can't take the shirt off, because then you'll make, like, you can't do anything that'll hurt your brand. So all you got to do, you get the hole in one, and you sprint down to the green. Full sprint. 
Can you imagine that? Just <laughs> Mark's Mark's got to yell, "Go get that! Go yeah. get that!" <laughs> that would, if you guys did that, nobody would be upset. It would only be people happy. <laughs> Can you imagine that with the bag on my back? Just yes. Yeah, what if it's a downhill part of three nights? Eat shit or something. <laughs> Even funnier. What if someone else still has to tee off? <laughs> and that's their problem. I don't know what the rules are if you get a hole-in-one. I feel like you could still run. Oh, all rules are off. If someone gets a hole-in-one, yeah. you can do whatever you want. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Like, you should genuinely run down to the hole if you get one. When you said that, I, I, got, the, I got the clearest picture of me just running down a hill, full throttle with the bag on my back and eating shit and tumbling all the way down to the ground. Eating it, 100%. <laughs> And you're like huge too. It would be an incredible video. Oh, it's legendary. You actually have to do something. I, it might have been Higgs who had a hole in one and did something funny. Or it was like, yeah, there's not much. Like, unless they're with buddies. Like, I, I think JT and Ricky did like a chest bump or something on JT hold out. Of course, that's not a valid celebration for a hole in one. Yeah, you need to humanize yourself. When these guys hit hole in ones. They, they do the opposite of humanizing themselves. They, they play it way too cool. Speaking of being, like, way too cool, uh, this is a, a little bit of a stretch, but did you guys see when – I can't remember. It was a couple of weeks ago probably when JT got – he was he, – he missed another putt and he, like, cursed on camera and everyone was talking about it. Does, does Hubbard ever get a little hot under the collar to do that? Or uh, I think it's – interesting with with what we got going on that we can hear all that now yeah i mean he he he's definitely competitive um i mean he gets frustrated at times but yeah you know there's a, a sense in being frustrated but still being able to bring it back when you get to your next golf shot you know but yeah i mean all 95 of these guys i mean it's, it's their job man i mean they're playing for their money yeah you know so it's uh yeah but helps can get He's, he's, you know, he's, he's very, he loves competition. So. Do, you know, do you have someone off the top of your head that kind of uh, stands out with the uh, little oh, yeah. raw motion they make? <laughs> uh, the guy we played with last week and a few times in the previous few weeks, uh, Matt Wallace. <laughs> okay. Really? Nice, nicest guy, dude, but he, he, he can get heated on the golf course. I'm surprised by that. Yeah, almost a lot of the English guys are like that, though. A lot of the English guys have – I mean, think about just a, someone who doesn't even play golf. You know what I mean? If you just go to, like, a pub or whatever, you can go to, like, a restaurant. Like They just fight everyone. I feel like their personalities. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to be the most hated in- podcast for English people. <laughs> no, Matt Wallace can come on and straighten us out. Yeah. It's, or he just comes on and, like, curses us out the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> what's tommy fleetwood like is he well tommy fleetwood almost hit me with his car we brought that up in the past do you remember that reed yes at uh at west palm there at the honda at west palm did i not tell you that story nolan at the honda I don't think so, so we were just walking walking into like into the tournament but we we're walking through the player and caddy's parking lot and i'm walking and tommy fleetwood just full out missed the curb and almost almost ran me right over <laughs> Would have been incredible. Yeah, it would have been your fault. (laughs) (laughs) I love exactly loved it just for the story. Yeah. Well, this is a very random thought. This has been my most recent thought process on my get rich quick scheme. So 
Do you guys know how much money Jeff Bezos is worth? <laughs> um, uh, no, actually, is it like seventy billion? A hundred and ninety billion. Okay, <laughs> that's nothing. So, he lives in a he lives in a small town in Seattle. I yeah. just go to Seattle. Wait, what's is it Medina? Town? Is it Medina? I think so. Yeah, Bill Gates yeah. also has a place there. Right. So I just go there. Worst case scenario, this happens with Bill Gates because he's he's almost like a poor Bill Gates at this point compared to Jeff Bezos. And then, uh, so I'm, I just walk around the town all day, just waiting for cars, and I just keep jumping in front of them, and then just hope I get hit by Jeff Bezos. <laughs> If Jeff Bezos hits you with his car, he instantly settles for like fifty million dollars. It's like pennies for him. True. No one does not look like he likes this. But idea. he's not going to be driving his own car, so it's going to be really hard to figure out. Right. Someone else is probably chauffeuring him. So if if his chauffeur hits me, I'm getting like forty. Actually, his license plate probably says like Prime on it or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, see, Nolan went from against this idea to now helping figure it out. Well, well you, you got to go up to Seattle and find, find the prime license plate. We need some strategy behind it, Zach. We can't just have you, like, getting hit by 50 cars. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine Zach, Zach at the end of the day, his eyes are popping out of his head, heads cracked halfway open. <laughs> I'm like, I got hit by no people of any wealth. Just sorries. <laughs> just Matilda coming home from Ross. <laughs> god what an absolute nightmare uh i'm trying to find our last topic because i know we have one well we could talk about golf but we could talk about um the uso or usam that was down Dude, that was it USAM. what 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 was that guy thinking i know and uh let's just say he's a friend of a former guest on this podcast or a former host of this podcast I'm not, I mean, the guy can be the nicest guy in the world. You can be whatever. Like, I, that, that's awesome. That, and that means nothing. It mean, means no different. Like, he probably could still be a great guy. But, you know, the golf course, like, the first rule of thumb, like, you never touch your player's ball until he picks it up. Or never touch the surface until you're told to do so. Or never pick a tee out of the ground until you're asked to do so. Like, you just don't do any. You don't touch the surface. You don't touch the ball. None of that until you're given the ball or asked to do something. It's yeah, that's like a wild move. It was in it was in the match play event, right? Like, uh, and it was the 18th hole. So, what's the rule? Do you lose the hole? Automatic loss of hole, yeah. But like, I think he was even in the final eight or something, wasn't it? Yeah. So that's right. like, I, I feel bad for the guy. Like you said, he's probably a nice guy, but like, I mean, think about this. If that guy, if that doesn't happen, and that guy goes on to win that match and gets the quarter, or gets to the semifinals, and happens to win a semifinal match, he gets to go play in the Masters. Right. The, yeah, both finalists, right, get to go play in the Masters. Right. Yeah. So the guy, the guy was one step away, basically, from the Masters. And this, I mean, it's an unfortunate circumstance, but I just uh, – when I first heard that, my, my initial instinct was like, dude uh, – how do you how do you touch to have like you got another rule you got to know what you're doing like you got another rules man you can't yeah. i almost feel like i don't know like it obviously sucks there's nothing you could do with the rules but you almost feel like in a in an amateur event like that shouldn't be something like it shouldn't be a rule or something like that because this poor kid like he was just assigned a caddy and now it like ruined it i mean i think the way he handled it and 
how he took a picture with him after and said how great of a guy he was and how great of a caddy is going to end up helping him in the end. And hopefully some events give him like sponsors exemptions because of it. Because like you said, he was a couple wins away from being in the masters, but I feel like they need new rules. Like if the caddy's being paid, like if you fuck up Reed, it's like, you're, you're still like, you're a paid employee and you could be like fired for this guy. That's not how it works. Right. Let's, do you guys know, like realize how hard the freaking U.S. amateur is to win. It's oh yeah, it's insane. Like I think Deschambeau said it's like one of his like m- most glorified wins he's ever had because it's like winning the Ryder Cup like by yourself. It's like multiple days of stroke play, multiple days of match play, and, and you had to qualify to even get in at the time. <laughs> yeah, and guess what? Tiger Woods has three of them. Tiger, <laughs> Tiger Woods, y'all. But up, sorry, you cut out. <laughs> We're all cutting into each other. <laughs> What'd you say, Zach? You cut out, Reed. So I missed what you said. If it was directed at me. Gotcha. But yeah, anyway, that whole thing was crazy. We're just, we're just gonna, we're just gonna smash, squash that last little part there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll edit it out. Oh yeah, no, okay, we're not gonna repeat it, I guess. <laughs> it, it, it was nothing. I was, just, I was just uh, going carrying on with it. Oh, okay, yeah. And then uh, finally, we got the uh, Northern Trust, like you said, TPC Boston. Have you guys played the course ever? Never. Never. Any um, uh, insight into it? I know, like, some courses are obviously harder to adapt to and learn than others. You know, I, I know a little bit of it from just watching on TV, but or visually, but not. I mean, I got, I'll go see the golf course tomorrow. The test results for the for coronavirus took a while to get back today. So I, I got there middle of the day and took my test and didn't get my results till eight o'clock. So I won't, I won't be able to go on the turf till till the morning. Mm. But yeah. I'll be I'll be out there early. You're not going to sneak out there at night with a headlamp. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, hey, you could. <laughs> do we do well, we want to go? I'll go uh, do my stuff tomorrow and then we'll play eighteen tomorrow, most likely. Um, uh, and then maybe nine on Wednesday. Um, Do you have any uh, insight into the course? I know there's probably a lot of people. Maybe we have some degenerates who listen and like to bet on it. Is there uh, – who does it fit? What type of course? Short, long? You know, I, I don't know a whole lot about TPC Boston, to be honest with you. Uh, I know it's uh, uh, just it's a typical TPC golf course in the sense that it can be pretty tough. Um, the playoff events, so they're going to want to make it challenging around the greens. Um, I'm sure the greens will be quick. Um, but I mean, you're getting the best 125 this year now. So at this point and going forward, like, I mean, the fields are stacked. Uh, I really think it's who's hot at the time, who's, um, you know, who's trending. And, you know, I think that's what you got to look for, especially coming down the stretch with, you know, every shot means so much. I mean, there, there will be someone on Sunday this week and someone on Sunday next week that their season ends or their season continues because of the last hole or two, guaranteed. Yeah. And before we get into our picks, I completely forgot to bring this up on what happened last week. Do you know that Webb Simpson now has four straight top three finishes at that? I saw that. I saw that. I just thought that had to be brought up because that's, like, crazy. You could fit a course, but, like, to actually still perform, no matter how well you fit a course, you still have to hit the shot and beat, like, 162 other people. 
It's true. So uh, with that, we could close things off with our picks for the week. Nolan, I'll uh, head to you. Oh, maybe we won't head to Nolan because I think he's frozen. Nolan, you there? Oh, I'm back. Nolan, we're, we're heading to you for your pick for the week. Did you guys already discuss? Yeah, we did, but we haven't given our picks. Oh, okay. Do you want me to go? Yep. First off. Okay. I'm going to keep riding my guy until he pulls a win out, and I'm going to go Tony Finau is going to finally win one. Finau. Yep. Tony Finau. No explanation, just feeling it. He's going to get it done. So. He needs one. Reed, what are your thoughts? Uh, we know who you think is going to come first. Mm, I'm just trying to think who's been uh, who's who's been close but hasn't snuck through in the recent weeks. Um, you know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Actually, out of the blue, I'm gonna go Justin Thomas. I feel like he's big in the big moments. I like that. Then my pick. It's a it's a little off the uh, chart here, but maybe not so much. Let me give you this guy's finishing positions in his last eight tournaments. And then you tell me who you think it is. Hmm. He's come. I'll start from the end. He's come ninth, fifth, fourth, first, third, DeChambeau. 75th, second, and 13th. Shambo. No one. Who do you think it is? Well, it's someone who's won recently. Um, is it like, is it Berger? Daniel Berger. That's oh, yeah. Berger is just flying under the radar completely and has arguably been, I think he's been better than DeChambeau and everyone's freaking out about DeChambeau. He yeah. had, he had six of his, no, seven of his last eight tournaments have been top 13 and six of his last eight have been top nine. Yeah. I that's, like that. Uh, that's tough to do. So that's my pick to win. I think uh, Berger is going to take it. Riding the burger train. I love it. And with that, do we have any uh, closing remarks? Uh, I have one. I'll, I'll finish with mine. So, I, uh, I just want to say shout-out Portland Trailblazers. Made it to the playoffs. Playing the Lakers tomorrow night. Bring it on, LeBron. You think they have a chance? <laughs> oh, yeah. We always got a chance. That's why they play the games. <laughs> he doesn't really think they have a chance. My closing thoughts. Um, <laughs> I've been watching quite a bit of hockey the last week, week and a half. And my sorrows are still there. The Pittsburgh Penguins are knocked out. Thanks, Zach. And my closing thoughts are now I have two. That one, the Montreal Canadiens are going to win the Cup. It is more or less a certainty at this point. They hit like six posts the last game. So I'm just char- I'm charting that up as a win in my book. My second closing remark is uh, I'm heading out to a steakhouse in the next nine minutes. I'm very much looking forward to a quality meal that is not McDonald's. <laughs> what, uh, what what kind of cut are you going to go for, Zach? Uh, maybe a filet. I get it. How I get it. I feel like I'm going to get chirped for this. I get it medium well. What? See, I knew I'd get chirped. <sighs> you, if, if you're going to get a filet mignon medium well, don't even get a filet. Right. <laughs> I get chirped. Don't even. Just get a fucking New York strip or try, something. Zach, try medium at least. Let's, nope. Let's Nope, it's gross. It's too chewy. Too medium chewy. rare. I, I like the I like the cows still moving. Yeah, no. Yeah, you would. You you guys are sick. You guys are all sick. 
<laughs> All right. Well, with that, uh, I'm off. And uh, we'll see you next week. And good luck to you, Reed and Hubs. Thanks, boys. Appreciate it. Get it done. Thank you for listening to From the Back Tees. Toward the hole, and it's in with Bernie. We hope you enjoyed today's show. For more information and updates, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at From the Back Tees. I'm going to enjoy it for the rest of my life. See you next week. Be the ball, man.